Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Cheryl Sipak, CIO at Chapters Health System. In this segment, we talk about why being able to collaborate with vendors is extremely beneficial, especially in the non-acute care space. How her team is working toward the ultimate goal of making technology a natural extension of the caregiver and why sometimes it's better not to know what you're walking into when taking on a new role. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y dot com. As far as the timeline, what are you looking at? So we're actually, um, you know, pretty excited about this relationship with Wellsky. We're doing mm-hmm. some co-development with them, you know, asking them to enhance specific areas of the product to, to work better for an organization like ours. So we're focusing on hospice first because that is currently the largest portion of our care provided. As I mentioned earlier, we have three affiliates, and so we are going to be piloting with the first affiliate later this year, probably in the Q4 timeframe. And at the same time, we will have implemented a new pharmacy system for our pharmacy. That will be the first rollout of any of the WellSky system components. That will be followed very closely by our other two hospice affiliates and then likely palliative care next um, because we're doing a lot of partnering with them on on enhancing that product and then Mm -hmm. followed after that by home health. Okay. You talked about doing some co-development. I would think that that's a really great opportunity because, you know, you're not dealing with a hospital or health system uh, in the traditional space where, you know, this vendor product is already fully baked. So this right. seems like a different different experience. And, and I will tell you, their philosophy and, and strategy around developing their product is very much aligned with our strategy. I, I think their chief technology officer might argue with me that we're not co-developing it because his team is doing all the heavy lifting on the development. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think we're collaborating very closely with them on the direction of some of the products, and I think it's a a really good vendor partnership that we're working on here. Right. I I will just mention, too, that one of the things that was very attractive about their, their solution was that, you know, I mentioned that their products align with our philosophy, you know, their product roadmap and strategy sort of align with our approach. You mentioned about referrals earlier. Their system Mm -hmm. has the entire referral management process above the service lines so we can manage it across all the service lines and schedule across the service lines. Because very often when a patient calls us or even a referral partner calls us, they don't absolutely know where that patient fits in that care continuum. So we can start that referral at the highest level in our organization and then drop them into the appropriate service line, and that matches up with the solution that they're providing us. Okay. And I can imagine that it was really a big motivator to try to start this process because you are dealing with people who have different care providers and really more so than uh, possibly than, you know, hospital-based organizations. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like I said, we get those referrals from all different avenues. So yeah. um, we are interacting with a lot of different types of providers. Okay. And then with the way that the implementation is mapped out, is the hope that we'll be able to apply some of the, the lessons learned with the subsequent rollouts? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, the three different hospice affiliates are different sizes. So we're, you know, attempting uh, this first rollout or planning for this. You know, I'm a big planner, so planning this first rollout <laughs> to be successful, but also to, to help us avoid anything that we run into at some of the larger affiliates. Our largest affiliate is probably close to three times as large as the affiliate where we're going to do the pilot. Okay. So there will be a lot of lessons learned along the way. I'm sure sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. We're also going to be doing a much different level of medication administration integration than we're able to currently do with our existing vendors. So as you can imagine, things that have been around in the acute care world for quite some time, CPOE and medication reconciliation and all those functions, we don't have the capability to do that at, at that level that you can do in an acute care setting today, but we have all the same needs and then some. So we'll be really focusing on that level of integration and, of course, ensuring that that works seamlessly is critical for our, for our patients. Right. Okay. And now what about in terms of um, the patient experience piece and, and what the strategy is for educating patients and, of course, caregivers and especially in this type of care environment where there is so much to absorb? It is a lot to absorb. For our patients in particular, you know, they're, they're going through a lot of changes in their life and, and uh, we're really no different than any other care setting in the sense that we want to provide more quality time for our caregivers to give to their patients. So from my perspective, I just want to make the technology a very natural extension of the care of a giver, you know, much like their stethoscope, which they wouldn't dream of walking into a patient's home without it around their neck and ready to to use it to provide care to the patient. I would like any of the technology that they're using to feel much the same and really minimize their time having to use the technology and enhance the quality of the care that they can give based on the technology. So, you know, I don't think our goals are much different than any care setting, but certainly we want our, the patient experience to really benefit from the technology that we deploy. Right. And, and is that something that really could evolve in the coming years as a result of everything that you're doing with the electronic record? Well, I mean, yes, we're evaluating all the time. I mean, we're working on some different telehealth pilots that we're going to do later this year. So that at least initially would fall more in the home health space, but obviously could evolve into the other areas as well. So it's a constant evolution. I mean, some of what we're doing really has nothing to do with direct patient care, but enables us to evaluate much earlier in the patient's experience when they are appropriate for changes in the type of care that they're receiving um, and being able to help their providers understand that so that they can get the greatest benefit from whatever particular service that we provide. So, you know, that, that falls into the whole 
predictive analytics and, and that area, which might not seem like it has a direct impact on the patient experience, but it truly does if they get the right services at the right time or earlier in their illness. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Now, um, you've been there about three years, and was the, uh, the implementation that's being scheduled, was, was that part of the driver for you coming to this particular organization, or what was it that appealed to you about this role? Um, honestly, I think what really drew me to the organization was the opportunity to move out of supporting care that was provided in hospitals and mm-hmm. physician offices and into the realm where my journey's not a lot different than some of our nurses who start their mm-hmm. careers working in a physician office or a hospital and come to home care or hospice later in their career for a variety of reasons, but it's, you know, it's a very different environment and it's a very different mission when you're focusing just on hospice, you know, helping people to live their best life as long as they have that life. And so for me, it was personally driven. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to work at some great organizations, but for me, I, you know, I'd had some personal experiences uh, with hospice and I had moved to Florida to be nearer my, my parents and started looking at opportunities that were available. And this was by far the one that intrigued me the most and attracted me the most because of the type of care that was provided. I didn't know at the time how challenged the organization would be or the industry would be in terms of the solutions that they had available to them. Um, That came after I started. But it has made it obviously a, a, a very interesting and rewarding part of my career to be able to work with this organization and, and help towards replacing some of the technology we have. Yeah. And sometimes you have to think that if you know all the challenges you're going to experience, <laughs> you might not ever go. So That's absolutely true. <laughs> I'd say that probably about every step of my career. So. Um, <laughs> right. But that's what helps us grow as leaders, and, and, um, and you know, we're all, all defined by the career path and the, the different opportunities that we've had to make a difference. So, Great. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.